Hello, everyone. Welcome to North Point Plus. This is episode 123. Um, this is just the podcast where we get to go over things from this past Sunday. I have with me Jake Howard. Hey. <laughs> you spoke on Sunday. Yeah, I did. I like you. This is just the podcast. That just kind of threw me. Did I say that? You said this is just the podcast where we do that, not like the podcast where oh. we do that. The podcast. The podcast. The place there where you we go. do that. Did I ever tell you somebody... Um, it was it wasn't really a roast it could have been um so i was talking to somebody about the podcast and i said oh yeah but you know i edited it sometimes and i messed this up whatever but it's fine now just visually it might look a little goofy and uh they said oh well like i don't watch it anyway and i was like oh yeah like i i always joke and say that and then she, she was like oh no i meant like i listen like i listen to it and I was like, oh. You have some great conversations with your mom. That's what I heard right no. there. She just roasted you. <laughs> just absolutely roast me. No, that was somebody from church. But I was like, no, that was a good one. Like, oh, I don't good. actually. Felt really bad about yourself right there. Like, oh, man. No, honestly, I was like, oh, yeah, no. Like, I completely understand. Like, I'm not trying to plug it right now. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Oh, that's funny. Um, But, yeah, so you were on stage and you spoke on Sunday. Yep. So why don't you give us a recap, <laughs> if you can remember, so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this was uh, week two of our 12 Steps series here. We're talking through addiction. Um, we are uh, loosely basing this somewhat around the book, um, A Hunger for Healing, uh, by Keith Miller. Uh, a real good book. We've got it available. Uh, link to it for the Amazon on, uh, on the North Point app. we got a few of them for sale. Um, really helpful. Um, but the cool part is why we're actually doing this is that idea that um, man, addiction is really a part of everybody's life mm-hmm. in some capacity. Um, and it affects us. It affects others. It can become a stronghold. It can become a lot of things. And so it's important to recognize and deal with that. Um, and what's so cool about the 12 Steps um, is that they are rooted and were founded by the guys who, who wrote them initially um, with the idea of, hey, let's use scripture to find ways to break through. Like, what does the Bible actually have to say that can help with addiction? Um, so it is founded upon scripture. It's not retrofitted for scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of see that that this book uh, with Keith Miller and kind of his experience with it as he talks through, um, works through that a little bit. Um, you know, we talked before about the Oxford group, those kinds of things. So those are all really helpful things to know. Um, and kind of the motivation on why we're doing this. Um, so we, we really focused last week with Rick on the idea that, um, you know, we're helpless in a lot of mm-hmm. ways on our own. And so then we kind of went to steps two and three. And these first three steps are really foundational um, for the program. The next nine steps that we'll kind of go through are more practical things um, in a lot of ways. But this is, uh, I think we called it yesterday, uh, the key that opens the door are these first three steps. And so steps two and three, uh, step two was came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Um, and there are three huge phrases or words within that one step right there. Uh, the whole idea of belief. And we talked about how, um, you know, with belief doesn't mean that you can do anything, but you can do nothing without belief. You have to have belief mm-hmm. to accomplish things. Uh, the power greater than ourselves, that recognition that for, for as Christ followers, we know that power is Jesus. And then the idea of sanity, um, and we actually talked a little bit about, um, excuse me, I think Mark chapter 5, uh, the guy who was living amongst the tombs mm-hmm. that had 
uh, a demon on him and was uh, going through all these things, through all these things in his life of of living amongst the tombs, of cutting, of screaming, um, and just this stronghold that seemed to be a part of there. And the idea that I think it's a, it's more complex than just saying it's an addiction, mm-hmm. um, but I do think there is an addictive component to it. I don't think all addiction is demon possessed. Um, but I do think that some can be like, it is, it is a tool that can be used. Um, so we kind of talked through that. And then once he ran into Jesus, how Jesus was able to free him. And, um, for even for us, like it's that recognition, that power greater than ourselves, believing that Jesus is able to free us. And then once we get there with step two, you move on to step three, uh, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Um, and it, it's that idea of deciding, not just believing something, but deciding to do something with it. Mm-hmm. And then also, this was, I think, the big struggle we talked about, the idea of control um, and having control and what, that desire that we want to control everything in every situation, which is very human nature of us. Oh, yeah. But being able to give up that control to God is actually what makes the difference and being able to trust God. So we have to understand who God is as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I it was funny when you said that, like about giving up control. My husband was next to me like, to hear oh, that? I, oh yeah, the whole Jake, the that's elbow dangerous thing. The elbow, the elbow thing. thing. It's all right. I got him on Saturday. We had a Kenya meeting or yeah. for our trip going to Kenya with, yeah. with the church and I kind of did the same thing. But Are you guys going to go to Kenya? Yes. Nice. Yep, both of us. That's the plan. How you exciting. Know. Yes, that will be good. Yeah. See the mohi, everything. I love it. Don't bunk with Rick. He's a snorer. I'll just tell you that. I learned that last time. Oh, Have gosh. I told this story? I don't think so. I think so. I'm going to tell Rick's not in here, so I get to tell on him now. This oh, is fun. So when we did the, our first trip over to Kenya, um, and we had done some of the safari stuff, and we stayed in these beautiful... Uh, they're tents, but they've got some structure, more mm-hmm. base structure to them. They're really nice inside. Plumbing, like the whole, whole thing. It was great. And um, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I hear this lion outside of our tent, and I'm freaking out, right? Like, I'm like, there is an animal right outside. They had electric gates. There's guards. Like, how are the animals getting into where we're sleeping? This is going to be so bad. I'm going to get eaten. Can I run faster than Rick? Like, all of these thoughts are going through my mind. And then I hear the animal again, this, and I realize it's just Rick snoring. Just Rick snoring. Right next door. And it was like, after that, I was like, oh, no, I'm good. And I could go right back to sleep. But I, like, woke up feeling all tense on there. And then he laughs at me because um, he woke up one night and thought, like, the day was going to be ruined for us. Because it was such a, a like rainstorm going on outside, and he's like, "Oh man, we like can't go do the things we were gonna do because it's gonna be this downpour that's going, and like how's that gonna affect our day?" And then he realized uh, it was my phone playing rain noises to help us sleep. Uh. <laughs> so it was kind of like, man, maybe we should have like bunk together here. Yeah, there's some. T- <laughs> You learn a lot bunking with your uh, <laughs> boss, your coworkers. Like, oh, <laughs> we were laughing about that down there, and that's still the like a story I tease him about from time to time. Was when the lions tried to attack us <laughs> in our sleep. So now, if anybody else hears that, they'll know what, exactly what you're talking Rick's about. Rick's going on the next Kenya trip, and everyone's gonna be like, "No, you can have your own room, man." Yeah, like <laughs> I'll sleep on the floor. I'll sleep on the ground. Uh, no, but yeah, I uh, for that trip, Rick made a comment like, "Hey, like it's a mission trip. Like you kind of have to go with the flow and just yeah. let things, you know." And I can be a little tense when it comes to like, but this is the plan. Like we made a plan. Oh, yeah. 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 Why not stick to the plan? Like grocery shopping. Like mm-hmm. I made a list, stick to the list kind of a deal. But mm. anyway, so yeah, it's okay. I never get Oreos because nobody puts Oreos on their list. It's like you don't even know right? me. Bro. I mean, like I walk by and I'm like, yeah, we need yeah, these. We need these. Was so on, that wasn't on the list. I make okay. exceptions. <laughs> I mean, if I wrote everything that I wanted on the list, it's a reward. It's yeah. just a reward. So. Oh, I didn't know these were on sale. Yeah. I yes. Get yeah. That's why I tell Jacob too. <laughs> it's out of on sale. <laughs> um, 
So the first, I was going to say our first question, yeah. but they literally wrote, not a question. Not a question. So <laughs> not a question, just a comment. I love your comparison of God to Aslan. Uh, he's not safe, but he's good. Thanks for elevating our perception of what and who God is. How do you say that name? So I've heard it both ways, Aslan and Aslan. Okay. I, I, I don't know. And, you said it, and I was like, is that how you say it? Like, have yeah. I been saying it right I was like, now? is that the Ohio version of C.S. Yeah, Lewis right there? you guys yeah. in Ohio, I don't yeah. know what you're doing. I mean, my roots are pretty close to Kentucky, so there you go. I got some Southern in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this wasn't me. <laughs> I, I, it's important to put that out there, right? <laughs> this is C.S. Lewis, uh, great author, great theologian. He's got so many good books. Uh, I actually remember reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe as, like, a middle school student for a book report, and I hated it the first time I read really? it. Really? Um, and my brother came to me and he was like, you know, that's supposed to be about Jesus, right? And it like wrecked everything. And I was like, oh man, shoot, I've been Yikes. doing this all wrong and I need to redo my whole book report now kind of thing. And he was like, I can't believe you didn't know that. So, uh, and, and what I found out is I hated doing book reports because I like so the that's book. All, yeah, yeah right? I like the book and he's got other great stuff. Um, the screw tape letters mm-hmm. is really, really good. Um, as we talked about a guy who um, had a demonic influence in his life. It is a, a demon who is writing back to the head demon about how he's trying to influence this guy's life and like all the things. And so um, yeah. they're they're exchanging tips and tricks and problems and what to do with this whole like Jesus thing that's popping up in this guy's life. And then they get mad about and it. They get like, mad about it and yeah. like all this stuff that goes on. And it's really, really mm-hmm. well written. And it's once again, it's got all of this um, analogy and deeper theological meaning to make things more simple as you kind of read through it and it's entertaining. Um, so that's a good one. Anything that C.S. Lewis wrote like is just very, yeah. very good. But I do like like when you bring stuff up like that because I think that's a movie that probably everybody's seen. Like you know when you talk yeah. about it, so like it's good just to bring it up. And it was a book before it was a movie. Just okay, I'm just saying, reader, it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a few movies out there uh, for this what one. It's mean? been redone several times. Not redone, but like multiple, like well, like. Yeah. So not redone. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> After like 25 years, they did the movie again. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But yeah, no, it was yeah. good job, I guess. That's what they were telling I don't you. even want to know when the latest one of those came out because that would probably like... Make you feel old? Probably, or? yeah. It's probably time for them to redo it again. No, I no? I okay. hate when I hate when <laughs> right. they do redo movies. All the Disney, you know, redoing the. That's all Disney makes money. I know. Just hashtag do the Star new, Wars. Come on now. Yeah, new content, please. But okay, so this one is actually a question. This one's actually a question. Yeah. Yep. Um, is it possible for people to still be possessed by demons today? Um, <laughs> the name's great. You got to read the name. <laughs> Raised Baptist. Yeah, that's good. That made me chuckle. I laughed really <laughs> hard when good. I read that. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, this is a great question and. Um, there's a simple answer and a non-simple answer here. Uh, is it possible for people to still be possessed by demons today? I guess it, it all depends on what you mean by possessed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because when we think of, I think, possessed by a demon or possession or those mm-hmm. kinds of things, like we go to um, like scary movies. I was just going to say You know movies. what I mean? I'm trying to think. Yep. There's like the, the Exorcist, or, the exorcist you know, or those. Stuff like that. Where it's like somebody is so influenced by evil that they don't get to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to say that that does not occur. I think that's the extreme case. Um, and I think there's probably things that lead to that in someone's life a little bit more. Um, and I, I can't fully speak to those particular ones. Do I think Mm -hmm. it has happened? Sure. Do, uh, I mean, I think this Mark five shows a pretty good, um, uh, instance of that Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. 
Um, we don't know complete ins and outs uh, of that guy, of uh, the demonic influence in his life. I like the phrase a little bit more. And I've, I've said possession before, like I have to, because um, I don't always think about it. But I think a better way to think about it is demonic influence in people's life. Mm. Um, and, and so you have to recognize, um, w- like you go back beyond just like, hey, can demons get on me or in me or control me? So like, what are demons? Um, how does that have to do with evil and Satan mm-hmm. and God and all that other stuff? Demons, as we know them, are simply fallen angels. Um, when Satan, who was the first to sin and rebel against God, because the Bible tells us he wanted to elevate himself to the same level of authority and power or even higher than God himself, um, and that he's the father of lies and murder and evil and all of those things, when Satan did that, there were other angels, powerful spiritual beings without physical form that um, rebelled as well and came with Satan. Um, and, and it tells us that they, uh, Bible tells us that they had lost their position. So they were no longer angels. They no longer had the authority, um, of God on them, um, because of the sin that was on them. Um, I think it actually made them less than, um, because the reality is when sins on us, sin is something that deteriorates us. And so if you're an angel who has the power of God upon you and the grace of God upon you, and then you begin to sin well, you're settling for less than, and the power of sin will diminish you. So you are actually less powerful. Um, so that's important, important reminder, like mm-hmm. Satan is less powerful than God. Demons are less powerful than angels and especially than God and like all of those kinds of things. Um, but then what happens is um, as fallen angels, they, as demons, fallen angels, they influence for evil in the world for us. There are things that they can do. There are things that they cannot do. They're still powerful beings. Um, one of the things that you see commonly, um, like you think of um, mystics and soothsayers, um, and all of those that are like, hey, I can read your mind. Mm. I can tell the future. Yeah, right? All okay. of those kinds of things. Um, those demonic influences upon them. I, I think there is just times where the answer is yes. But demons can't read the future, actually. There's nothing in Scripture that would, that would point to that. Um, what can they do? They can listen. They can observe. They can mm-hmm. watch. So uh, if you had uh, a medium of some kind who was like, mm, there's somebody in this room that had oats for breakfast. And you're like, I had oats for breakfast. Right? Um, and I'm making a little bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, and that feels like, how would they know that? Mm-hmm. Uh, demons can observe, yeah. right? And they can use those observations to make inferences for future mm-hmm. kind of thing. But they can't actually predict the future. Um, in fact, uh, only God knows the future. Angels don't know the future, right? Angels don't know when Jesus is mm-hmm. returning and those things as well. Um, so they are limited in their power. That being said, they, they whisper lies. Um, they can influence. They can hurt. They can cause um, physical pain and ailments. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, I think there's the daughter of Abraham or somebody in the Bible that the devil or a demon came upon and like physically she was hunched for years. Like you see, so you see these things, physical formalities. Um, I think addiction can be a component of that. I don't think all, de- once again, I don't think all addiction is a demonic influence, um, but can absolutely be. Um, I would say even the story we read in Mark 5, I think the three things that I said, I think are there, mental health component, uh, demonic influence and addiction. I think a demonic influence is really in, really pushing on to those other components of mental health and addiction pieces that it would be there for him. Um, so all that to say, yeah, I think it still does happen today. There's nothing in Scripture that would say, like, all oh, this ended. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't happen anymore. Uh, we're living in that age uh, where Jesus has resurrected, but before revelation comes to fruition, uh, just like the uh, early, it's the church age, just like the early church fathers did, and they were casting out demons once Jesus left and all of those things too. So yeah, that's still the way that Satan um, and evil infects the world. That being said, as Christ followers, uh, we don't have to worry about it to that level of, of extreme, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. Um we as Christ followers have the Spirit of God inside of us. And once again, the Spirit of God is greater 
the Holy Spirit in us is greater than any demon or any influence. In fact, um, when you read Scripture again and again from the early church fathers, so when Peter and Paul and them are writing, a lot of times they actually use the phrase, resist the devil, resist the devil. Um, so when you think of possession, possession is the idea that you, you can't resist, you've been taken over. But as Christ followers, we're told again and again and advised to resist the devil. So we actually can resist the devil. We can resist demons. We can resist uh, temptation and those influences and those things. Uh, it's important to note that's not by our power. It's not sheer willpower. I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. Right. No, yeah. Do it. no, it's it's that recognition. No, no, no. I have Jesus in me. Mm -hmm. The old me has been put to death. The, the new me has been risen again mm -hmm. in him. Um, and so that's what's within me. Even when they were casting out demons and people cast out demons, they do it in the name of Jesus. It's not by my power. Right. It's in the name of Jesus that these things are done. So, uh, I, you know, I think anytime that you feel like you have something going on in your life that may be of demonic influence. Maybe it is an addiction. Maybe it is a temptation. Maybe it is just a, a darkened spirit of anxiety or worry or struggle or pain or whatever it could be that's on you that you recognize, hey, this is this is not good and perfect and from God. This is Satan trying to attack me um, because Satan will try to attack Christ followers. Um, I think a couple of good advice that I have, scripture, quote scripture. Mm -hmm. Quote scripture again and again. Jesus did that, right? Mm -hmm. When the temptation came and he's out in the wilderness, um, every time Satan tried to tempt, Jesus brought back scripture. And then the other thing is pray. Within that moment, the power of prayer, you're connecting in the spirit of God, you're bringing him into that situation. And I think that does a couple things. Um, I think it, it, it um, uses the Holy Spirit that's within you. Um, and then as the temptation may be to go to sin, uh, I think it is pretty much impossible to be praying and sinning at the same time. Um I won't say completely impossible, but, you know, uh, but, but I think that is a, a really good counter tool to resisting the devil. Mm -hmm. um, so as Christ followers, we don't have to worry about that as far as like the possession piece, if, if you want to look into that, because we have the spirit of God living inside of us and that cannot be overtaken by evil. Um, mm -hmm. We know that uh, Romans six fourteen says, uh, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. In other words, you cannot be overtaken by the devil because Jesus is inside of you because the Holy Spirit indwells you. So you don't have to worry about that, um, mm -hmm. but you still have to resist the devil and resist these things as well. So. Mm -hmm. I was going to say long answer there, but that's no, kind yeah. of a deeper like to get to the answer, you got to kind of dive a little deeper in, I think. Yeah. Yep. And um, I was going to say something my mom did when we were little, like if we were scared or something at night or yeah. like if she ever, you know, like she would start praying out loud, like, you know, in in Jesus name, like, you know, all this stuff, yeah, and yeah, yeah. which I think is cool because like it's sometimes hard to talk about those things with kids, especially um, like, I don't know, seeing things online, like just I mean, I have social media, like I see things online and then I think like, what do kids think like if there's young kids like looking at it and I don't know it's just yeah it's kind of crazy to think like well how do they like how do we talk about it so I think that you yeah. gave good points and like pointers to be kind of like oh this is how you can combat stuff well and, and I think the reality is um as Christ followers we recognize the spiritual warfare mm -hmm. the component that we're in um you know it talks about putting on the full armor of God mm -hmm. and scripture and all those kinds of things uh the rest of our world likes to ignore this uh, the rest of the rest of our uh Western first world conditioning in a lot of ways um, wants to say, oh, no, 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 no. Like that's all like myths and stories that were made up at an, from an uneducated time period, right? Like that's not really real. That's mm -hmm. not really a big deal. That's, you know, there's science behind it. There's this or that. And by, my, by no means am I going to say like, so science is always wrong. No, science just proves the workings of who God is because mm -hmm. it's the observation of his creation. Mm -hmm. um, so they're never combating one another all because we may not understand how the connection's made. 
we don't have the science or the understanding to get there yet, but we've watched out the history where we've grown in that. All that to say, um, man, it's incredibly foolish to just think that we only live in a physical world mm-hmm. um, and to deny the idea that there are there is a spiritual warfare and that there's a spirit component to all of us and those kinds of things too. Um, I think that leaves you vulnerable because you're unarmored mm-hmm. um, going into a spiritual warfare. And so it's easier for Satan as a, as a prowling lion to come and devour you because you don't have any defenses up. And if you don't have any defenses up, he is looking to attack you. That's why you put on the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, um, all of those things. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels so goofy when you're in VBS or little kids yeah. church and you're actually yeah, yeah. putting it on, but man, yeah. it's, uh, it it's important. Yeah. You got to remember it. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like we started real goofy this podcast and yeah. then got real we serious. Got so we got deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens. We talk about like demonic influence. Right. Yeah. No, know? maybe we're, just, we're keeping it light. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Um, anything going on that you wanted to talk about? Cause we don't have, that was it. That was no more questions. Yeah, that was it. Um, no, I would think, you know, if this is something that is, is intriguing to you, um, and I would encourage you to check that book out. Um, oh, mm-hmm. If if you're, like, uh, we have them some for sale. If you like hard copies, you can buy off Amazon. If and you like a copy, but you're like, ah, I can't swing fifteen bucks or whatever right now. That's cool. We'll find a way to get it to you. We'll either yep. buy it for Hunger you. for Healing, a Hunger for Healing by Keith Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoopla is uh, another thing. Oh. If you're your local library, I think I talked about this before. Big yeah, the other fan. podcast. Yeah, probably. Yep. I'm a big Hoopla fan. That's how yeah. I read the book. I, I read the book mm-hmm. through Hoopla. Um, and Rick was like, I bought you a book. And I was like, hey, it's a library, somewhere. right? Right. Uh, it's, so it's an app that connects with your local library. Okay. So if you have a library card, you just simply put that information in mm-hmm. and it gives you access to Hoopla, which is way more books than your library even contains. And it's not just books, it's audio books, it's movies, it's TV shows, it's all that stuff. I mainly use it for ebooks and reading. Um, they're 21 day things and then it goes off your device after 21 days. Yeah. Let me, uh, yeah. one more question. How much is Hoopla paying you? <laughs> to talk about them in two podcasts you got, you now. You caught on to that, huh? <laughs> this uh, North Point Plus sponsored by Hoopla and your local library, Cattle, so we're excited to bring that in there. I'll have a T-shirt next time yeah, I come like, on and here. Yeah, and a hat, your cup. Yeah, has yeah a librarians are cool. Don't get, yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I like it, too. I was just like, wow, this guy really likes Hoopla. <laughs> I like saving money, and I didn't yeah, have yeah. So it's easier to read books. I like to read books. I'd like that on record. Um, thank you very much. Just because you say it here doesn't ju- mean that it's true. <laughs> Just because it's on the podcast. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, so the idea for them to be able to have audiobooks and and mm-hmm. and free books from your library, you know, there are not many places you can go in this world and not have to spend money. And your library is one of them. So I'm a big fan of libraries. Yeah, I hear so, you. Yeah, I hear you. Me too. Go. Me too. I hear you. There you go. So my uh, royalty check is in the mail. <laughs> from the so local library. if you're also a fan of libraries, please like, subscribe. We're going to have a huge <laughs> librarian following after this. I just want you to know that. Yeah. This yes. church gets it. Come on. Uh, but yes, thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, I got one more thing. I got one more thing. Oh, okay. Besides just promoting It's not hoopla library. again? It's not hoopla. All right. All right. Then it's a lot. Um, this is uh, the uh, women's night. That's coming up. Oh, yeah. Laugh Out Loud Women's Night. Got free shrugs improv coming up here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, should be a lot of fun. Um, they're going to have good food and good laughs. It's going to be interactive. Um, if you're looking for a way to connect uh, with other women and, mm-hmm. and kind of build those relationships and kind of get to know people a little bit more, this is going to be a great opportunity for that. There's also some groups that are going to come out of that afterwards that are all about making connections and building good friendships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would encourage any of that. All that's available on the app, so you can register, sign up for all those things too so 
Yep, and they have yeah. a North Point famous MC I heard too. So. They do. Sylvia Jarvis MC and laugh out loud. I they hope saw me on means... here. This was on my inner. This was my you know portfolio. Check yeah. out my podcast. We're gonna where... call Free Shrugs and be like, Hey, Sylvia really wants to be a part of your routine no, now too. Do not. That's do why that. we've got her MC do Hammer in there for you. Not do that. Oh man, yeah. We're gonna have to make that happen. We're gonna make that. You want to see me embarrass myself at the women's <laughs> night? <laughs> That's yeah. coming up soon. We don't record those, but maybe we should. So I'd rather not. <laughs> Well, anything else? No. Before we go. Good. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's also the baby bottle boomerang going on right now. Oh, yeah, you can't little, miss it. We have it. one of those at our house right now, a baby bottle that we're yep. filling up. So, yeah. like, you take it home. I put the directions out there, but you take one home. You fill it up with uh, spare change. Um, I loved doing it when I was a kid because it's just a fun representation of, like, oh, yeah. fill up the baby bottle, yeah. bring it back, and we're going to uh, – it goes to shared pregnancy. And um, I think we did it two years ago now, maybe last year, maybe two years ago. But um, they just really liked – um, having North Point be a part of that and loved our support. So yeah. um, it's a fun. We're going to do it for the whole month of January, and then hopefully everybody brings them back. We always yeah. have some brought in later, but we already had a lot um, back there. Good. I checked, so I was like, that's awesome. Good. So My daughter is excited to go take all of our pop cans and uh, put those in. And yep, that's a great back, idea. Fill it inside. I was like, oh, that's, that's such cool. a good idea. Yeah. Well, well, now we're we're just talking still. So, all right, everybody, have a great week. Hopefully, we will see you Sunday.